Hello and welcome to Trying Times. My name is Carmen and if you're new here, then welcome. We're basically friends now. If you're returning, then I've got a very, very exciting episode for you. But before I get into that, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to this episode. Whether this is your first time listening or whether you're returning, I really, really appreciate you just sharing your time with me and listening to this show. So this episode is going to feature someone very, very special who I've known for probably well over half of my life now and we are very close. She's a very, very good friend of mine, and her name is Sam. Sam is someone I've wanted to have on this show for the longest time, but I wanted to wait for a very specific type episode or a very special theme, and so when I talked to her a little bit more about maybe coming on and talking about the theme of self-expression or the topic of self-expression, she was all for it, and I was so excited because I couldn't think of a better guest to have on for this topic. So I'm very excited for you to hear that episode. Before I get into that, I just want to let you guys know that there is a fun feature where you can be involved in the show. So you can leave me a voicemail if you want to be featured in an episode and we could talk about literally anything. You could mention something from past episodes or even from this episode and I can feature that message in an upcoming episode. I just said episode a million times, so (laughs) there's that. If you're comfortable with that though, go ahead and click on the link in the episode description and hit record. Hopefully I'll hear from you soon, but in the meantime, let's get into this conversation. I'm really excited to have this guest on the show. I've wanted to have her on here for a while and record with her because I just felt like it'd be a lot of fun, but obviously that takes a lot of planning and a lot of timing. And as an adult, as you know, that's a trying time in itself. So I'm very excited to introduce one of my best friends who I've known for over 10 years now. She is really strong and just empowering as a person, and I just love being around her. She's genuinely just probably one of the best people I've ever met in my life. So, uh, hi, Sam. Welcome to Trying Times. Hi. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> just, I warned her. I said, before I, just before we record, just so you know, I'm going to do a spiel, and you might feel a little awkward, and it might be a lot, but just... Hopefully you don't feel awkward and run away from the microphone. So I'm glad you did good. You sat through it. I'm sweating. Yeah, I'm sweating too. We've been putting off recording for like an hour because we're both just nervous, but it's going good so far. We're doing good. It started, so I'm very proud of us. I wanted to share a little bit more about how we met because I feel like that was a pretty funny story in itself. We met back in, I believe it was grade 10 in high school. Was yeah, it grade 10? Yeah, grade I think 10. grade 10. Yeah, we met in grade 10, and our friendship literally just started off the premise that she bullied me as a joke <laughs> Was it a joke? I don't think it was a joke. It still happens. It's been over 10 years, but we instantly just had, like, this bond, oddly enough, because she's such a caring person, and I felt like off the bat, especially at that point in time in high school, you were definitely one of the least judgmental people that I'd ever met. And I feel like at that age specifically, that's so hard to come across. So even though she would poke fun at me and try to get me in trouble in class all the time, she was oddly very comforting to be around. Very like, you had like a dual dynamic there. I don't know how to describe that. (laughs) It's interesting. It's funny that you say that because I feel like I was like total opposite. Really? Yeah. Why? Like judgmental, like so mean, like. No. Well, at first with me, just as a joke, I, th- I think of it as a joke. It's still not a joke. It's still just, <laughs> it's still not 
No, I feel like as I started to get to know you better, you very quickly became a super supportive person in my life. And I felt like you were very encouraging and motivating to be around. And one thing that you've always done is support me with literally everything I've wanted to do, even if it's dumb, partially. (laughs) More so in the sense of like career, but especially really being myself and expressing myself and being comfortable in that, which is why I really wanted to have you on this show specifically for this concept of self-expression I can see you're getting awkward (laughs) but a huge thing for me in high school and I think for a lot of people is that it's hard to find comfort or find people that you can be comfortable around and people that are encouraging or motivating to be around and welcome you with open arms so a huge thing for me in high school was that you felt comfortable enough to share a very important part of your life and that you felt safe to come out to me and I think It was really important to me because it showed me how safe and comfortable you felt in that friendship to be able to share that in confidence, which was something that I hadn't experienced before. So that was a really, as much as it was, I think, maybe nerve wracking for you or a lot of feelings for you, it was really like a whole bundle of feelings for me. But I honestly felt like it was a really huge comfort that you could come to me and and share that in confidence. So I wanted to know for you, when did you sort of feel the most comfortable with yourself and becoming the person that you are today it's an ongoing process mm-hmm. it's still a work in progress but to like piggyback on all of the nice things that you said I felt the same way which is why I came out to you like pretty much first in high school is because like you were very comforting to be around like I felt like you were not judgmental you were very open-minded and like Just your friend group in itself, like, there were boys, there were girls, there were girly girls, there were tomboys, like, you had people of color, you had people, like, of all different races and ethnicities, like, in your friend group. So, like, that in itself is comforting because we get into these, like, cliques in high school and it's usually, like, people the exact same as us and whatever and you never had that, like, you're group was always, like, so diverse. So that in itself was, like, so comforting because you, like... You didn't care about what someone like looked like or whatever like it was what was inside of them that you like really cared about so that was comforting for me and it felt like a safe space to be able to come out and share that part of me but yeah it's an ongoing process like there's always highs and lows with it and I think what really helped me to feel more comfortable in it was like my first pride Mm. pride is like the most loving and open space that I have ever experienced and like ever since going to my first pride in like 2017 I think it was like ever since then that was like kind of the start of like the long road to trying to become comfortable to where I'm at now I guess that's awesome. I I can honestly say, like, I've not, I know when Pride comes up, there's always so many events that go on around it, and there's so many amazing different things that you can attend and go to and be part of and just even go to to learn. I've only ever gone to one Pride before, but just from that brief experience that I had, I felt like it was just probably one of the most, like, you could genuinely feel love everywhere you went and feel acceptance everywhere you went and it was this sort of unmatched feeling that I've honestly never witnessed before like anywhere else so for you I guess like at that point did you kind of like decide to go to pride 
at that point because it was like I feels right to go now or was it kind of like I've never gone and I've always wanted to go and now like this is just happening like what was that process like for you how did that feel it was a bit of both it was like here I am like a few years into finally discovering like who I am and and whatever is like okay so it's like it's time to like start expressing it outwardly and openly and yeah like it was just like like why not like yeah I don't know anybody like I want to go and be a part of like that celebration and celebrate myself that's awesome I think that's so cool I want to know because it sounds like you had to go out of your comfort zone a little bit to kind of find comfort funny enough or find like this really welcoming and accepting space so on the other end of that spectrum when did you feel the least comfortable in your skin and how did you get out of that feeling I know it's a very loaded question. <laughs> it is very loaded. I definitely felt the least comfortable in middle school and some of high school. Middle school, like, that's just such an awkward age in general. Like, you don't even know who you are. Yeah. Never mind when you're gay or questioning if you could be or whatever. Like, that's just such a horrible time in trying to, like, figure out who you are, what you are, what you want to do. So... There, it was, like, a big mix of, like, I want to look like a tomboy, but I don't think that's how I'm supposed to look. And, like, you know, if I look like a tomboy, then people are going to think that I'm gay, but I don't know if I am. Like, so it's just a really hard time to be, like, learning about yourself. And then, like, in high school, kind of same thing, but then that's when people are kind of mean like for sure there was like rumors spread about me and that obviously is a hard thing in itself to deal with so like being in school and being around kids who like don't care and they like they're just mean they think it's cool whatever like it's cool to make fun of people like it's just it's a really hard time to be questioning your sexuality and be trying to figure that out because it doesn't feel like a safe space to do that. So then when you have good friends like yourself who make you feel safe, then it creates a little bit of peace and a little bit of ease with it, but it's still hard. Thank you. That just like, I was like, oh, (laughs) I didn't know how to respond to that. But I guess, I mean, that was a great way to sort of answer that sort of feeling of like, how do you get out of that? Was there anything that you felt like at the time, I know you mentioned like the, the side of, self-expression through clothing like wanting to dress a certain way but then fearing I guess the repercussions of that or dealing with the judgment of that because like you said kids in high school are just I'm trying to find another word for assholes but they really are they're just so hard to deal with and at the end of the day like thinking back on it now there's so much that I think I'm like wow that was probably pretty embarrassing that I did that in high school or that I wore that but I'm glad I did because at the time that's what I wanted to do and granted yeah people are gonna laugh People are going to poke fun at whatever they wanted. Was there a moment for you where you felt like, okay, I want to start dressing this way and I'm going to slowly merge into that? Or was that something that you felt like came like way later? No, that came way later. That came like now, like right now. Like when I was in middle school and high school, it was like transitioning between like girly clothes to that like kind of like emo like phase that we went through to like... (laughs) 
back to sort of girly to then just using my athletics as an excuse to like wear more boyish clothes like Mm -hmm. it was a lot of like switching back and forth between like okay I should look more girly but I don't want to look girly I want to look a little bit more masculine so how do I look that without looking super gay because people don't know that I'm gay like yeah so it it was a whole lot of like beating around what I was actually comfortable in just because I wanted to fit in and that I think at that age is like the biggest thing too is just wanting to feel part of something and wanting to feel included because it's so hard to find that acceptance we were literally talking about this even before we started recording of just finding that acceptance sort of as like adults and and making friends as adults and how that's like a tough thing as a whole but I think especially when you're in high school it's such like a hard path to navigate like nothing ever feels right everything feels so much harder than it needs to be because it's just like this very awkward and uncomfortable time for everyone but I I like the way you answered that and a a huge thing we talk about on this show is imposter syndrome which I think kind of like plays into a little bit of what you were just talking about of feeling like if I I do this then I can't do this or maybe if I do this it kind of works because it it works as one thing But in this episode specifically and on the topic of self-expression and self-acceptance and furthermore with ties to the LGBTQ plus community, I want to change that narrative to finding your community or finding that feeling of acceptance. So has there ever been a time or a place or anything where you have felt the most accepted and able to express yourself fully? And I know you mentioned pride as one, so it could be that, it could be something else, but if there's like one thing that you can think of that was like a core memory or something along those lines pride is definitely number one like i think everybody needs to experience that straight queer whatever like i think everybody should go to a pride because we can learn so much about loving our neighbors and supporting our neighbors just from that but one of the things that stick out the most and like probably had the most pivotal um, impact on like me becoming who I am now is when I like did actually come out I guess like publicly you could say like all my friends knew all my family knew whatever was my great grandma Wisson (laughs) so she she when I came out like she was in her 90s and we all know like the kind of fear we have around like older people with these like kind of new age things these new age beliefs whatever you want to call it and they don't always like it doesn't sit with them well so my grandma like she was like she was a diehard christian like reads the bible every night and every morning prays before every meal goes to church every sunday like she was like a diehard Christian. So I definitely had a fear about like what she would think of me. Would she judge me? Would she like disown me from the family? And she was like our celebrity of the family. Like she was like, she was like it. She was the queen in she the Wisson household. Yes. yes. <laughs> so like I was scared. Like if she doesn't accept me, if she stops loving me, whatever, like maybe the rest of the family will fall in her footsteps. But she like... There was never a specific conversation, but nothing had to be said. She welcomed me with open arms. She would talk to my girlfriends, hang out with them. She'd play games with them. Like, 
you could tell that she was unbothered by it and nothing had to be said because I felt the most love from her than like I think I ever had our relationship got so much better and so much stronger because I felt like I could like fully be myself and like the fear that I had was probably worth it in the end because then the the happiness and love that I felt afterwards of just how much our relationship grew and how strong our bond felt after that was like unmatched that's so cool I like the opposite side of of how you or like the I guess the other perspective of how you kind of looked at that of like okay the fear that I had in part wasn't irrational but it was actually worth it in the end because it made that sort of moment of acceptance and love all that much more worthy and like important and obviously like a a core memory like we're saying right now like that's a huge part of your life story something that you're never going to forget something that kind of like made you feel whole in a lot of ways yeah like literally like I hold those feelings with me like till now like she's passed by now and like those are some of my greatest memories with her and you know not obviously to like get political but we know how there can sometimes be some controversies with like christians and the lgbt community so it was genuinely a really scary thing for me like this lady is so important to me but at the same time so is being like my authentic self so i was like so terrified of her finding out that i was gay like am i kicked out of the family like whatever you say goes so that was like a really great experience and that just proved to me that like if you really love and support somebody you just do it like no questions asked like she never blatantly said like you know i support you who knows maybe behind the scenes maybe she's praying for me maybe she thinks that the lifestyle that i'm choosing is wrong but the important part is is that she doesn't make that known she just continued to love me she supported me because she knew that i was happy and that's all that mattered to her so you know behind the scenes whatever she actually thought love and her family members was way more important than that and i think that's something that like the whole world needs to learn That is so cool because I think the way that you're describing it at least is like a huge moment in sort of like learning to obviously be accepted by someone that you care for and love for so much. It kind of helped you experience a lot more of, I guess, just accepting yourself too. Yeah. It was a huge lesson. Like if she can love me, why can't I love myself? Like That's so cool. Oh my god she sounds like a cool like such a cool person oh she was the greatest person yeah. i've ever met that's amazing well i kind of want to keep going on the whole sort of line of that acceptance in yourself and in life and stick to that idea and we recently talked about expressing yourself through the form of style just obviously in high school and middle school it was a lot harder than it is now uh this is something that you and i talk about all the time because fashion is one something that's always evolving but two it's something that's so different for every single person and I feel like that's something that everyone can relate to you and I dress very differently (laughs) Sam sometimes loves to poke jokes at the clothes that I wear and I take it as love all the time because I know she never means any harm by it but questionable choices but she always looks great thank you i see i appreciate that she backs up the potential joke with a really nice compliment so i like it i take it 
But I feel like that's something that you and I have started talking about a lot in the last couple of years and something that you've been playing around with a lot within your own wardrobe. So I want to know how have you been inspired so far to play around with your wardrobe and also what sort of inspired you to start doing that? So I think fashion in itself, like that whole like quote of like look good, feel good is 100% true. If you're wearing clothes that you don't feel good in, you're not going to feel good internally because you're in the back of your mind. You're like, do I look stupid? I kind of feel stupid. Like, so it kind of started with that. Like growing up, like I had said, through middle school, through high school, like I never felt comfortable because I didn't like what I was wearing. I was trying to fit in. I was trying to do what the crowd is doing so um for myself growing up as I got older graduated high school there was more representation in the media which I think was really important there were we started getting lesbian characters in shows we started getting you know women wearing more masculine clothes on like red carpets whatever stuff like that and for me that really caught my eye because it was like these people can wear what they want and you can just see the the confidence like radiating off of them as they're doing these things and things like pretty little liars for example like i know that was kind of a that was iconic <laughs> a, gu- a guilty pleasure for the both of us i think a little bit um emily was like the first kind of like quote unquote normal lesbian that we had ever seen in our childhood like Mm -hmm. any kind of lesbians were portrayed as like super butch super like masculine like women and like any any gay guys were super flamboyant like they were those core stereotypes that you get from about queer people so when pretty little liars came out emily was the first kind of like normal lesbian girl that we had ever seen like she was just a normal kid in high school she was into athletics like she had a good group of friends so for me that really I really connected with that and her personality and the fact that like you don't have to be a stereotype to be allowed to be gay like you can be exactly who you are you can be into sports you can hang out with whatever type of friends you want yeah I think that's awesome. That's so cool. Well, I guess going off of that a little bit more, and I love that you brought up Pretty Little Liars because that is a huge thing you and I had a, an obsession with, I would say. Not even a guilty pleasure. Sam got me into Pretty Little Liars when we were in high school. And then <laughs> I remember sometimes we'd watch it on TV like weekly when the episodes came on. This is back when episodes were live and you had to wait for commercials. <laughs> we would talk on the phone or we would like text while watching the episode because we were so into it. But that example of Emily is so important because... It's true. Growing up, a lot of the time, anyone you did see on screen that was a lesbian was always within one specific umbrella or one specific, like, tone of appearance. And I think that was something that did definitely break out of that quote-unquote norm in media, which was really exciting. I think going off of that, I want to know, are there any sort of influences that you look to now when it comes to experimenting with your style? And this could be a time period, a celebrity, or anything of that caliber I have someone in mind that I feel like you're gonna mention but I'll I'm gonna leave that to you (laughs) uh I would say most of my inspiration are actually males right now two specifically uh Nathan McCallum and Parker York Smith they're both on 
like Instagram, TikTok. Nathan actually goes back to like Tumblr. Like he was super Tumblr famous. No way. Yes. And I love his style. I've always loved his style. Like since he was on Tumblr, I followed him. And like, but back then it was always like, oh, if I was a guy, I would totally dress like him. Yeah. But now it's like, I'm a girl. I'm comfortable in my sexuality. Why can't I wear those male clothes that he's wearing and rock them as a woman? Mm, I like so that. So he's been an inspiration of mine like since, I don't even know, when did Tumblr come out? Since we were 13? God, like, I don't know, 2010 or like 2011? Maybe. And uh, Parker, he puts a lot of videos on TikTok, almost like teaching fashion. Oh, like, cool. Obviously, fashion's super open-minded, super open-ended, and you can do whatever you want with it. But people will, like, request what they want to see. He'll show outfits. He'll teach, like, different styling tips and whatever. And in that aspect, I really love his content because I learn a lot from him. I learn the possibilities, the different combinations I could play with, like, stuff like that. I can, And sometimes, like, he'll take his male outfit and be like, and this is how a female could wear it. That's awesome. Or this is this outfit. Here's how you could tone it down a little bit if you're not quite comfortable to go that bold yet. That's so cool. I love it when people not only provide like an idea or, or sort of like that inspiration for style, but also provide you with that spectrum of how to like play this up a little bit more if you're feeling this or maybe if you're not feeling totally ready for this, you can do this instead. Like having that alternative just so you know, or even like planting those ideas and giving that inspiration is huge. And I've honestly, I've never heard of him before, but I feel like you've mentioned his name. So now I want to go look into his videos because that sounds so cool. Yeah. And like, honestly, because sometimes I'll get like this idea of something that like, oh, I feel like I could maybe rock that. But it's like, I'm not ready yet. So he could like show a toned down version of it. So I could like lead up to that. Yeah. That's so cool. Also, like on TikTok, especially like just like random lesbians will show up on my For You page that mm-hmm. do like fashion. So that's just inspiring in itself because it's like, you know, random other queer women showing up and they show off their style and stuff like that. And I just t- pull little tidbits here and there from their videos. And that's so cool. You know what I love on TikTok especially is that, well, one, there's obviously no limits to that sort of representation. For me, I often see a lot of like a lot of different sizes uh, or a lot of different sized women. Uh, so for me, I li- like my specific one that appears for me the most is like mid-sized fashion. So women that are often a little curvier might have slightly bigger hips or slightly bigger chested or bigger thighs. And so I feel like I can relate to them a little bit more. The thing that really gets me though with TikTok is that they'll be like shop in my link in bio. And then I go on and I start perusing through all these different articles of clothing and everything that they've linked and I'm like well crap now I'm in like a rabbit hole and I want to order every single thing that I see so I don't know if you get that but it's dangerous I definitely do (laughs) Nathan really gets me on that one oh my god especially because Nathan will buy like graphic tees or something and then he'll like tie-dye them or bleach dye them or crop them or cut the sleeves off and I'm like you just made a $10 Urban Planet t-shirt look way cooler than it actually is. That's so cool. And, and also, like, like, you can make it exactly what you want it to yeah, be. Yeah, I could rock that. That's so cool. So that probably helps a lot, too, with, I mean, like, just playing into, obviously, what degree you want to, like, up an outfit or maybe have it a little bit more muted. Like, that helps with that customization aspect of it, too. Yeah. That's I think cool. 
I think something else that I've been noticing that kind of makes me feel like you're not like, you know, standing out in the crowd is like a lot more straight women are dressing more masculine. Mm -hmm. Like probably one of my favorite, I guess, more masculine looks on like a red carpet was like Zendaya in that like all black suit with like her her long beautiful curly hair down like I saw that and that was like that was probably my biggest inspiration to now want to try wearing a suit was literally her and that was a straight woman yeah because I have like long curly hair wavy hair I think I could rock a suit. I want to rock a suit. Absolutely rock a suit. So the fact that like my biggest, I guess, more masculine outfit inspiration came from a straight woman to me is amazing. And it also makes me feel more comfortable when I watch red carpets and stuff because it's like you don't have to be a lesbian to look beautifully masculine. Like you Mm -hmm. can be whatever and wear whatever and it goes all the way across the board like just wear what you want I love that that's so cool and I think that's one of the best things about clothing and looking at self-expression through that lens is that you could really play around with it and be whatever you want to be whoever you want to be as long as it feels good to you that's really all that matters I think that's like the biggest thing I've always thought with clothing and I know sometimes talking with friends that's like the biggest thing I always want to reiterate and like say over and over is just like if you like it and if it feels good, then just do it. If it feels funny, but you think you're going to like it, just try it anyways. Because at the end of the day, it's clothing. Yeah. But I think that's so cool. Just that whole example of obviously seeing her wearing a suit on a red carpet and then feeling like, okay, I've been wanting to do this. It's my time to do this. And now, I mean, rocking suits. Yeah. It's, it's a really hard point to come to, but I'm getting there and I'm feeling more confident in my clothes and like, I'm ready to rock a suit at a wedding next year. There you go. And I'm ready to see the pictures and then boost you up even more about the suit. (laughs) Okay. I have one more question for you. And this is kind of going full circle because when we started this episode, you'd mentioned like, obviously wanting to look a certain way, like we've said a couple of times throughout the episode in middle school and high school. And I think when we look back at our younger selves, it's often easy to be like, they probably wouldn't believe where I am now, or they wouldn't believe that I turned out to be the way that I am. Or maybe my younger self was hoping for one thing and I'm doing a totally different thing, but I'm totally killing it. If you could go back in time and tell your younger self one more thing, what would you say? Literally the most cliche thing, just be yourself. That's amazing. Literally that's it. Because those kids that bullied me in high school, that started rumors about me. They are irrelevant now. I grew up. I went to my first Pride. I've gone to four more Prides since then. There are so many people out there like me, like you, like all of us, that were never alone. Mm-hmm. And I was so scared to be myself. And now I'm finally being myself. And I love it. I feel good. I feel happy. I feel confident. And... It took me only 20 years to get here. I guess 20 I guess 26 cuz it's still ongoing, but like just be yourself. It's it's so invisible and hard to see when we're growing up because everything feels like the end of the world. But if I could tell myself not to waste my time faking it, mm-hmm. that's it. Just be yourself. Like no one else is better than who you are, so I think that's beautiful and honestly not cliche at all. I think 
kind of what you just said about at that point in time when you are younger, it's so hard to just really be present and be in the moment and be like outside of your head for a little while and just try to take things in because it's so easy to kind of be in your head and worry about what's going on. And obviously all those things, because that's just what we do as humans. But when you're younger, you're worrying about X, Y, Z. And then when you're slightly older, you're just like, whoa, if I could go back and redo that and just think about taking everything in rather than being so in my head and worried about things that don't matter. Like you said, people that might've made comments or bullied you or made jokes, whatever crap they did don't matter now because they're not in the picture. And that goes for so many things. Like when you're in high school, everything feels like the end of the world. And then five years later, you're like, none of that matters. It's so irrelevant. It's so irrelevant. And when people tell you that too, when you're younger, you're never going to believe it because you're like, you don't get it. But get it. My world is crumbling. It's the worst. But no, I think saying be yourself and just be there and really try to sit with yourself, I think is honestly like the great, the greatest advice you could give. For real. When you're any kind of minority or any kind of different from like the societal norm, it feels impossible, but it's the best thing that you can do is just be yourself. You don't want to waste all those years faking it and trying to be someone that you're not. A hundred percent. See, this is why we're friends. This is, <laughs> this is so all-encompassing. No, this is amazing. And I am so glad that I finally got to have you on this show and that we got to talk about this and get to share more of your insight and share more about you. Thank you so much for coming on to Trying Times because this has been a long time in the making and I'm so glad that we got to record together. Yes, thank you. My life has been trying times, so I'm happy to be here. (laughs) Well, this worked out because same. (laughs) Is there anywhere that you might want people to find you, whether that's like Instagram or anywhere else? Sure, Instagram. You can uh, search me up at Sam (laughs) Wisson. It's S-A-M-W-I-S-S-O-N. There you go. And I'll link that below. So Perfect. it'll be in the episode description. Sam, thank you so much for coming on to Trying Times. Thank and you. hopefully you can be back on the show again soon. I hope so. Thank you for having me. Of course. If you're still here, then thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode. I appreciate it so, so much. And I want to give a huge thank you to Sam for taking the time out to join me on this episode. It was just so nice to have her on the show, get to catch up with her and share something that means a lot to the both of us with all of you. So yeah, thank you, Sam. And if you want to learn more about this episode or chat, go ahead and DM me on Instagram at the Trying Times Podcast or leave me a voicemail. And I cannot forget to mention, if you want to follow Sam and keep up with all that she does, go ahead and follow her on Instagram. That'll be linked in the episode description down below. So yeah, that's all for today. Thanks so much for listening and we'll chat again soon, okay? Bye.